All right, salutations, my good people, and welcome to the fifth episode of We Are the Scenario. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Tony Siona, your host, and alongside me is the incomparable Miss Maggie B. Today, we are still under the governor's rule for the shelter-in-place order, which started in mid-March and continues to this very day. And we are the scenario, and we low. We have made it our goal to reach out to professionals in any field to help give us some guidance on how to stay the course during these trying times. Now, that being said, our youth are the most important in giving us adults their side of their own stories. So we are open to healthy dialogue between professionals and students and welcome all questions. Now, without further ado, let's get the party started. Today, our esteemed guest is Ms. Marta Zalea, an advocate for the Latino community and also an outreach specialist and interpreter for our newcomer community. How are you today, my dear? I'm doing great, thank you. But I'm not only an, I'm not only an advocate for Latinos. I'm also an advocate for any underserved, whether they're black, they're Americans, all children. Oh, absolutely! I, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> so now, now that we have that opportunity, why don't you give us some detail in the work you do for our communities? Well, if any in school, uh, if any students are having issues um, and they their parents are aware, they contact me. I always speak to the parents. I always speak to the students to see what their part is in it. Um, and if I do, you know, word of contrast, like what is your part, what do you want to do? Because, you know, it, it's a really, it, it's a community when it comes to education. The teacher has to get involved, the counselors, the parents and the students have to do the part. So um, I make it very clear to the parents that 50% is them, the other 50 is the, uh, the school, the teachers. And if I take their case, I will, I will fight them tooth and nails to make sure that my students will get the help they receive and need and is the right. Thank you for that. Maggie B, you want to take home? Definitely, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, so I work with Two-Face, Tobacco East Prevention Education, along with Dwayne and Tony. Um, and since we are youth coaches in tobacco and drug use prevention, um, do you have any tips on how we can find a way to keep youth that we know kind of need extra assistance during this time on the right path during these really uncertain times? You know, it is, it is difficult. Um, I was telling Tony that I'm going to share it with you all. Um, I have a young one. Um, she's also in, in, has an addiction issue right now. She is homeless. And uh, it, it is, she's, she's 26, 27. Um, you know, you need, it's, I've gone, I mean, as a parent uh, and as an advocate, you know, you really go through all ends and backwards to see how you can help. I just wanted to hear one person to tell me, what can I do? Can I take him? Can I force him? Can I... And the answer has always been no. I mean, it was years that I've asked. I just wanted one person who went through a drug addiction or, or any of that sort to just give me something different. Um, it's patience. It's patience, but you have to know what, when to give, when not to give. And you have to ask these students uh, and be there. Listen, listen. A lot of it has to be to listen. You know, and kind of bring the question back to them. But what can you do? I know it's hard sometimes when they are really into it, that they're out of it. Um, but just being there present and knowing that you're there, you know, I mean, I drive all the way to Sacramento just to let my daughter know I'm still here. And I'm not giving up. I'm still here. 
And during this time, for a while, they were very strict. And it was a while that I have seen her. And her sister, who's also um, staying with me for a while, she goes with uh, to see her, her sister and let her know, you know, we're here. And, and that's pretty much is just be open, let them hear, know, know physically, we are here. Just we are here. Know that we are here to help. Because, um, you know, many kids in, in all kinds of situations, not only drug-related, they think that they're alone or they're the only person that they're in that situation. And, um, you know, I was telling Tony earlier, I work at a hair salon. Um, that's not one of my jobs. And I deal with a lot of families that they tell me their issues with their children and they open up. Some of them are alcoholics, some of them are issues, some of them are closed, some have depression, some have. And is is there's no no biases when it comes to being poor or rich, put it that way. We all share it. Yeah, I liked a lot what you said, kind of just letting letting these people in crisis know that we're there, or even these students that we're talking to that aren't in crisis. Like, I know I have a few students that I, I make phone calls to every week, I try to just check in on them. Sometimes I feel kind of like awkward doing that, making those phone calls, but I just remind myself like exactly what you just said. I just want to let the kids know that, that we are there for them and they have some So thanks for kind of bringing up that point. It's really important to let them know that, you know, hey, you're here. I have been told uh, many times, but Marta, you know, you don't get paid for doing this. It's like, no, you know, how do they find you? People just find me. I, I don't go after people just find me. Um, and they said, but is it worth it? Is it worth it? How many of your kids will go on to graduating? How many, and you have to have a mentality where you say, you know, I don't know. The one thing that I can say, and I do say this to my students and I do say this to my parents. The one thing is, you know a person that has contacts. So you can't use the excuse anymore. Well, I don't know. I don't know because yeah, you now know someone, you know, because the, you know, you hear people say too, college is not, school is not for everyone. And you know, professionals say that school is not for everyone. And I will tell them myself, no, you are absolutely wrong. School is for everyone. The difference is, do you want it? The difference is, there's some of us who, you know, it, it takes us a little longer to accomplish it. Because in some cases, someone may have a foundation, right? Some people have some learning disability. Right? I mean, it took me a very long time because I have a learning disability, but I was able, you know, and I went without it, right? Because at the time I was raising four kids when I was going to college. So I did. And the joke is I took algebra five times, five times just to get into Hayward State. <laughs> so is the thing is, do you want it? But college is for everyone. Now, of course, someone who may have mental challenges that's legit, no, right? But they're capable. Uh, but our, you know, um, our school district has a lot to offer, but you gotta fight for it. And you gotta know people who know how to fight for it too. I love that. I love what you said. Uh, considering the, you know, the work that you do in the school districts, as you know, you know, in the more rural areas, 
we're limited to resources, you know, uh, which is why they have mentors and coaches like us on campus because, uh, you, know, you know, we don't have what we actually need to really give these kids what they need to be successful. And we do our best on our end. So with that being said, I, I'm, I'm going to dive into a heavier question to, to pick your mind on this, okay? Uh, as of late, some interesting developments in COVID-19 have been hitting the airwaves. So what are your thoughts on how our government is handling our youth's education as we approach the end of this school year? Well, as I always said, it weighs very heavy on me because I, I know for a fact that there's so many underserved kids that um, are not receiving the education. They're literally losing the education because either they don't have a laptop. There are some parents who like really literally falls on the crack of you make maybe a dollar to two dollar more that is a certain income that you, they will give you um, a laptop or something of that sort. Um, and it just, it does weigh on me in a sense that many, many students, I was talking to a little girl and her mom works full time. And I said, so are you still in school? She goes, yes. I go, have you been doing your work? And she goes, well, no, um, we're going to do it later on today. You know, that's going to affect her in the long run because she has to realize how, um, how she needs to be reading. They go, you know, so I'll say, well, why don't you just read every day? Well, you know, why don't you come over and we'll read every day? No, I mean, it, um, read. I, I got, I, t I encourage kids and people to read. Read anything. I don't care. Read a trash magazine. Read Playboy. Read, but read. And I, you know, I tell my students too, highlight the words that you don't know. Get it like a, a, a highlight. You don't know the words, highlight it. Read. You don't know the word? Highlight it. You have something today that we never did. Because back in the days, for us to study vocabularies, we literally had to look up the word. To know the meaning. And, you know, we had our spelling times. Because before this and this as a dictionary. So when we look for the words in dictionary. But now we have our iPhone or we have a phone. You can put dictionary and look. And I say, and you just put it down. You know, um, and then read again. But um, and this thing, you have to read. Um, it's tough for kids because being locked in. You know, I said, just go outside, walk, run, get out, get dressed every day. Because if you just lay in bed, you are in your pajamas all day. Your spirit is like, eh, I don't want to feel like doing anything. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want to eat right. Or you don't feel like getting clean. You don't feel like getting clean. Then you feel, eh, you know, and if you feel, eh, you know, you don't have no desire to, to do something else. So it's almost an effort that we have to teach our kids too. It's an effort. So get up and make your bed. Take a shower, get dressed but make your bed. If anything you have accomplished, make your bed. Yeah. And I, that's why I tell him, read, read, not like read uh, for an hour, but read for 30 minutes, you know, or 30 minutes. I always say 30 minutes is important. And then um, highlight, because I, I try to tell my kids, you know vocabularies, if you are good with your vocabularies, you will be good in, in all subjects. You will be able to understand science. You'll be able to understand the history. You'll be able to understand math, what they're asking, you know, and you will get the concept of what you read. So vocabulary is such a huge thing. And sometimes when I would advocate for my kids and I would be there, you know, they would test these kids. And these are counselors and it, you know, 
some of these are just common sense. And these counselors are like, well, he has a problem with auditory this and this and this and that. And I go, maybe he just doesn't even know what the word means. So I would have my student read and I'd make it very, very comfortable for my kids because I do let them know I was one of those students who had a hard time with memory and vocabularies. So I will ask him, do not be embarrassed because I'm here to help you. You are seeing someone who went through challenges. So I want you to read this, read this sentence. And if they read it and I go, do you know what this word means? Just take a guess. And they didn't. Okay, so I want you to read this other sentence. And he reads and I go, do you know what this word means? No, I, I, you know, he guessed. No. So obviously his vocabulary is limited. We need to work on his vocabulary at this point. You know, I've had situations too with parents wanting, and this is Hispanic, where this um, parent wanted me to interpret for a test. Why? Because the mom wanted him to score high. This is the, now this is the responsibility of the school. But I said, did you ask the parent where did he ever had a formal education in Mexico where he went to school? No. So, so that means he never had a formal teaching in speaking the language or reading or writing the language. So why are you having me interpret for this test? Because the parents asked, well, your, it's your responsibility as an administrator to tell the students and ask that student that question, right? Seems like you're dealing with a, a lot of that. It seems like you're dealing with a lot of politics when it comes to that. You know, end of it. Uh, considering you, you know, we deal with that with our newcomer building at uh, Castle Mount as well. Uh, a lot of those situations arise, so I definitely understand where you're, uh, where you're coming from with that situation. And that's uh, a waste Mac of money. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it most definitely is. But in our position, is it's hardly a way for us to even know how they're using that money. So you know, it's we're always stuck in the middle of trying to make it best for our students and finding out why we have to go outside of our regular duties to do so. You know, so yeah, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Ms. Maggie B, you got you something to, for me? My thing is you just have to ask the right questions. That's right. Um, so I'm gonna ask another question kind of about healthy coping mechanisms, kind of bringing it back to it's what we do at Toupee. So with all these uncertainties ahead, our youth are gonna face a lot of pitfalls, maybe with drugs and alcohol or other unhealthy coping mechanisms. So what, what kind of plan do you think is needed to keep our youth mentally strong during these times? Exercise is one of them. Uh, go to YouTube. Um, go to YouTube and find something. What is their passion? Um, dancing, a lot of our youth loves dancing and they have just are they've really upped that skill. You know, um, exercise, dance, go in your room, put music on, full blast and dance. And again, to, if you want some, again, and encourage them to read. Now, this is something which is odd, but I, you know, it, it, it does work because it teaches them how to focus, meditate. Teach them, you know, I go to Chopra 21 days, challenge yourself, and it's only like 10 minutes a day. Right. That's funny you said so, that. Yeah, that's funny you said that. 
we have a self-care class that we take for uh, We Lead Ours and our tobacco use prevention. We do it like once a month. At, when we first started it, it was pretty funny when they were making us breathe and, and, and you know, but after a while, after going to these meetings a couple of times, we start walking out away from the meeting feeling a little refreshed. At least at least I do, you know, I, I get that breathing. I start thinking for me instead of all these things that I'm dealing with with my own life. It just kind of gives me a chance to let my mind be free. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Meditating is and doing self-care is definitely a big thing our kids need to get used to doing. So, yeah, yeah, our kids, we really have to realize that self-care is, is very important. That's why I said wake up, make your bed, take shower, and get dressed, right? Just right. we start off doing that because it is so, so important um, for us as individuals. Um, you know, and you're, again, you're speaking to someone, like I said, I, I do so many things. I wear so many hats. Because uh, okay. I do. I do have ADHD and I'm constantly like this, right? And when I remember when um, I thought, okay, I really need to learn how to, to calm down. And one of the things I took yoga. I remember that first day. It was horrible. You even meditating. It was horrible because I, I I was just staying still and I could just feel you know uh but um but you learn and, and it t- it takes a while you know um I I had a, a really bad temper you know I mean I never really lost it but boy I know I have a bad temper um and I had to you know that really helped me control my temper. Um, and again, you could, you could go right back to your YouTube, um, listen to Chopra, or you have these people that, um, that really have good advice. I just listen, just go one and then watch your favorite video. You know, I mean, what can you do? A lot of times what I love most is I, I dance, you know, and I dance Thursdays, I go on Saturdays, I go on Sundays. I'm a huge salsa dancer. So I'm out there because that, that is for me everything since I was little. But I was very fortunate to find my passion to escape um, is dancing. And as an adult, we also, we have our down moments. I mean, uh, you have to be aware, conscious. You know, there was a moment that I, everything that was my daughter, when it was really heavy, this and that, um, to get away, I would just go out dancing salsa, really, literally, forgetting my responsibilities as paying bills, you know, stack, you know, doing things. And I finally had to refocus it, okay, because my self care was going down, down the drain, you know. So I am no different, and I make that clear to to young adults. I'm no different than you. I mean, there the only thing is that, um, you know, if I don't pay, well, you guys have other penalties, but my penalties, if I don't pay. Then I get, you know, a bigger payment to pay. <laughs> so it's find a passion, find something that you like. Dance, YouTube, dancing, learn some dance move, meditation, read, force yourself, focus. Because while you meditate, it also helps you focus. Okay, I definitely thank you for answering that in detail because I, I like to hear that kind of stuff too because I can take that information and use it for me. I'm a big fan of picking and choosing what I take from what I learn from people and adapting that to my own life. So I appreciate that. Now, I do have another question for you. Um, as mentors and interpreters and advocates, what kind of advice can you offer our parents that are currently unemployed due to the shelter in place? 
how can they stay on top of their mental health and keep their kids along the same lines as, as them as well? You know, for the parents, why don't you just do it as a family? You know, um, they, as a parent, also, there are times that you need to go out alone. Go out walking by yourself for 20 minutes. Just go out walking and just take a deep breath and, you know, value yourself. Because being a parent is, is work. It's not easy. Is you know, everyone undervalues it. Don't undervalue yourself. Don't ever, ever, as a parent said, do not ever undervalue yourself, right? Because being a parent is one of the hardest work is challenging. What skill you use for one child doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna work for the other child. So you definitely um, go out, go out for yourself. You have to be selfish because the bottom line as a parent is you need to take care of yourself first because you need to feel good about yourself. Because if you don't feel good about yourself, how can you have your children feel good about themselves? So it's like a cycle. You take care of yourself, you're happy. That happiness is reflected when you give your child the love, when you talk to them and say, hey, you know, be honest with your kids. Everything is already on, uh, it's on TV, video, whatever. Be honest. Hey, I need need 20 minutes from you guys. You guys sit here, stay here, let me walk around. Yeah, and I think I think that's so important, kind of the self-care aspect, especially if you're caring for others, caring for children, remembering to take care of yourself first. Because it's like the the metaphor with the airplane oxygen masks, right? You have to put on your own oxygen mask before you help exactly. kids or anyone else. Um I, I do have another question. What what would you say to our youth to prepare them for this kind of new world we're not really sure what it's going to look like and we're all a little anxious to step into that world what would you say to our youth to, to help prepare them for that take one day at a time take one at a time see what you have see what you have there value what you have right now you know you're there you're with your parents if you're not with your friends you have someone for sure you know get something that um you appreciate just one thing that you need to appreciate take one day at a time because sometimes if you see so much and that was my thing if, if i saw too much if i when i went back to school and just saw what i had to go through it was overwhelming so i just took one quarter at a time one quarter at a time so you know at this situation just take one day at a time okay thank you now i got something else for you considering the fact that you've been in this business, you know, for some odd years, I'm not going to put your, your age out there like that. Uh, and you got your hands dipped in so many different situations. How have you been keeping up with your own family and uh, making sure that they're healthy and uh, their mental their mental state is in the right place? Have you been keeping up with everybody? Well, I have very strong children. Like I said, uh, very strong. And I, you know, I set the example. I'm pretty real with my kids, you know. Get out of bed and walk. Do something. You, you don't see me here. Do this. Find something. You know, but then, like I said, um, you know, there was a time, too, that I was lazy and I wouldn't make my bed and I would just leave all my bills on the table, the kitchen table. And when my daughter moved back in with me, she was, she's so organized. She made me organized again. So it's, Yeah. I set the example to all my children. Get up, live your life. 
Wow. That's strong and powerful. Uh, like I said, I've been in this business for, for five years. Um, I'm pretty direct with and honest with everything I do as well. Um, the thing is, with this shelter in place, uh, no way to get in contact with a lot of our parents and students right now. How are you handling that for not being able to get with these kids now? Like, you know, we had them at our fingertips at one point, and now it's even hard to get them on the phone, catch them on IG, uh, seeing them on TikTok. I mean, I have I have a, a group of kids that talk to me constantly, even if I don't want them to. So, you know, I understand that they, they, they're in need of that. So, you know, I made sure they had my number to keep in contact with me. But what about other counselors across the board that are having a hard time getting with their students and these students are the cases that really need us. How do we find a way to get get through these children without going above and beyond what we normally do? You know, it's one of those situations that unfortunately, um, even I ask the question, well, what can I do? Like with this little girl, you know, I mean, the only thing I could do is tell the mom, hey, you know, why don't you give me her homework and I'll do it with her? Because at this time, at this point, I really, I don't do anything. I mean, I'm at home all the time trying to figure out out to keep busy um because we can't we can't do anything really i mean i can't even have like a homework um area because we have to keep all the kids six feet apart or this fear um you know if you run across it you just say hey if you need help here i am call me talk to me that's all we can do at this moment because we can't go above and beyond that what you already are going above and beyond because of, of our situation now, again, if someone helps, it's just one of the, you know, if I see a homeless, you know, I'll, I'll buy, I'll go to Taco Bell, get food and give it to them. It's not, it doesn't mean I'm going to see them again, but at least at that moment, I did something. You can't do much more. Ms. Maggie, you want to ask her another question before we uh, get to start to wrapping it up? Yeah, so when when the smoke all clears and we get back to whatever the new normal is normal life how will you personally approach getting back into the swing of a regular life um well as i was telling tony earlier um what most of the time what uh, i've done is people who look for me to help them i have like projects i was thinking i was talking to someone in the bank and I think that um, children need to know the value of money and what they can do with it. And so aside of that, um, is figure out what can I do? How can, you know, probably do little projects and involve other people. And I know other people are doing projects and we could get other um, people involved. See, like this worked out for me because I know you guys. So if I do a project, I could let you know, hey, this is what's going on. So uh, outside of that, but then um, I also went back to college because, uh, you know, I have ADHD and I went back to college to try to be a nurse. So I'm right now trying to get into the nursing program. Get a second degree. I don't have anything else to do. That's what I did. I'm actually uh, knocking my hours down to become a real estate agent in California. Um, right now we're doing, we're selling food on the side. We're doing tamales and, and lemonade and we're coming up with these ideas for my kids to get moving through the summer so they can make money for themselves and also for the house, start teaching them financial stability, financial literacy. Uh, I'm a big advocate for that. You know, I, I save money like crazy. Like I joke around, but I say, man, I still got my lunch money for the fifth grade. Like, you know, people think it's a joke, but I'm like, I might have it somewhere in the store, you know, because of how I like to save. So 
I, I know have a daughter like that too, who loves to save. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. Come I do. On. Get something. Yeah, Get I mean, care. I do that, but it's always something to take care of. And in, in my eyes, I've been taking care of my family since I was 15. So uh, I've been doing this for years. I've been a father for 20 years. You know, uh, I was a single father in the beginning of it, uh, you know, taking care of my kids on my own. The things that I've done to get to where I'm at now, it, it took a lot of walking up a mountain. So, you know, that whenever I'm teaching, I'm teaching like, you got to look ahead. There's a mountain up ahead. We got to climb. We got to get to the top. So if you're not willing to take this fight in this battle, you're never going to get anywhere. And that's and exactly any what, yes, And that's exactly what I tell my students. You know, we all can do it. But right. the core is do you want it do you want yep. it and that's that's going to be the core of that that conversation with a lot of our students uh, and with a lot of adults as well you know uh, like i said i'm 41 and i'm trying to become a real estate agent and this is in the midst of this COVID 19 situation that we're going through kind of was a blessing in disguise for me and, and some of the people i know um, i got some people that are finishing up their bachelor degrees right now that haven't done it since they graduated college 15, 16 years ago. So this was actually a blessing in disguise. Uh, it was a blessing and a curse, I, I feel. And I know there's going to be a lot of ways for us to uh, make it better for our children come forth in this near future. Uh, Ms. Maggie, you got anything to add before we let Ms. Martin go? At this point, all I have to add is thank you so much for, for joining us today. We really appreciate your insights. And yeah, I mean... You have a lot of good experience, it sounds like. So I've, I've really appreciated hearing what you have to say about all this stuff. Okay. Thank you, guys. Miss Marta, once again, I want to thank you for taking the time to come out and speak to a few of us about the situation that we're going through with COVID-19. Uh, we at We Lead Ours are beyond grateful. Uh, our team at Toupay, like I said, they're beyond grateful as well to have you. Uh, Felicia Todd actually uh, referred you to us, and that we're part of her team as well. So. We want to thank you for uh, taking that time and giving us a little bit of insight from your world. And I hope you continue doing the work you do, because as you know, our communities definitely need it. And uh, going up is, you know, where we want to be. So I want to thank you again. Is there anything you want to say to the people before we leave? You know, just try to keep a positive attitude. I mean, that that is really the key. Keep a positive attitude. Do self-care. And uh, read. I tell my kids, read 30 minutes, read, take time, and then do things, exercise, read, and try to meditate. All of it is on YouTube. You could learn so much. Well, like I said, it was a blessing to have you, Ms. Marta. On behalf of We Lead Ours and Toupay Educational Program, alongside OUSD, uh, we want to thank you for having you know, for having the time to even give to us because I know a lot of people are trying to find ways to stay monetarily on top of things. So this has been a blessing for me. Uh, like I said, this is We Are The Scenario. We do this every Thursday at 1 p.m. Representative from We Lead Ours, uh, Toupay, and OUSD. Everybody who came out today, I want to thank you. And whoever's listening on the airwaves, you can catch us on Spotify or on Anchor. I'm your host, Tony, alongside the incomparable Miss Maggie B. I want to thank you all for coming out. Y'all have a good one. Peace.